ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. Welcome back once again, Bread and Circus's podcast. Probably for the last time, right? The way this is going, I have my I have papers. I'm sounding all official here. What do you think, Crow? Hello. You got nothing to say, do you? I was waiting for you to say how you doing. How you doing, Crow? Eh, eh. I've been better. Could be worse. Yeah. So probably will be worse. How many more episodes do you think we're gonna make? The way yeah, this is going. I mean, luckily, luckily. We're not, you know, far and wide and ubiquitous, but if we were, we would be targeted and they would not only get rid of our social platforms, but they would destroy our ability to even make any money and, and, uh, use any credit cards or, or anything. And we'd end up living under a bridge somewhere. They're not going to, they're not going to, uh, stop my ability to make money. Are you going to print it? No, underground dwarf fighting rings. I mean, mm. people pay cash for that stuff. Well, and I always deal in, in uh, hardcore drugs anyway, so that's my currency. Yeah, but you know, the price of meth. It's going, pretty mm. soon, you know, we're going to have to just deal in bullets. Yeah, they're making it more and more difficult to get the components for meth. I'm trying to find different alternatives, but uh, pretty caustic. What? Toxic. Are you Are you serious? <laughs> you still making meth? No, not at all. Wink. <laughs> Why are you so twitchy? Yeah, well, I've been testing the product. I I would love to have a T-shirt now that says "I only deal in bullets," and then later on it says, "No, seriously, that's how I pay for everything nowadays." Now they're going to be uh, worth their weight in gold pretty soon. Pretty soon. So what is what does a box of nine millimeter cost now? Uh, you get a box of fifty, generally speaking, and I think uh, they're getting close. I mean, if you can find them, um, they're getting close to like right around. Like a buck about around, I think. So fifty bucks. Really? If you can find them, that's the problem. Same with two, two, three. I think you can find sometimes twenty round boxes, which is I don't know why they do that, but you can find all the twenty two and shotgun shells you want, can't you? Not really. No. Uh, not even shotgun shells. Uh, shotgun shells. There's certain ones that are not popular that are, are still there in the shelves. Like if you go to Fleet Farm right now, Minnesota, um, any Fleet Farm, and there's a lot of them in Minnesota here. Uh, the, the shelves are just decimated, and even 22s are gone. And you have to go up to the counter and go, hey, I'm looking for 22s. And, well, let me check them back. They, they're not putting them on the shelves. So they're like, oh, it just so happens I've got one box. I go, sure, I'll take the one box that you just so happen to have found in the back. But they're they're holding on it because they know people are going to be hoarding it you know, if, they, if they find it. So, hmm. yeah. so is it going to be like the razors behind the counter at the drugstore? You're going to go up and be like that one. Or the black hair care section? <laughs> didn't you have one of those loose in your neighborhood didn't you have a weave that was I did. slowly taken over was, your neighborhood i called it the christmas weave because it, it showed up shortly before christmas it was in the middle of the road and then every few days i'd see it traveled further down the road picked up some more debris and then it eventually ended up in my driveway which was terrifying and it was just sitting there staring at you yeah full of leaves and debris and i'm like well what am I going to do about this? I don't want to touch it. It's like that uh, Grinch. I don't want to touch you with a 37 and a half foot pole. 
39 touch you. 39 and a half yes. foot pole. So um See, I don't think that was leaves it picked up. I think that was what was left of the guy raking leaves that it ate. Oh, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty terrifying. And this is your excuse for having the bones in your, buried in your backyard? Yeah, those yeah. <laughs> It's a neighbor raking leaves. That's yep. what it was. So I mentioned, uh, you know, us being shut off here. Certainly we haven't had any uh, warnings for that or anything. And like you said, we're not big enough. Thanks, listeners. Uh, yet to, Thanks uh, for trying so hard. Yeah, no kidding. Get the message out. Get that. We, need, we need some super spreaders. Yeah, no. Spread the, <laughs> spread the message. Yeah, social distance that podcast. Uh, <laughs> but um, there's, uh, there's people left and right getting booted off of stuff. I mean – and uh, Sticks Hexenhammer was just saying that Computing Forever is gone. Dave Cullen is his name. But, yeah, his channel is called Computing Forever, and he's Irish. He's uh, been around for a long time, and he does some some pretty deep dives into in, – and he's very factually based. He'll, he'll reference articles, and he'll actually interview, like, scientists. He doesn't strike me as incredibly partisan. I think he is. I mean, he is, but he's not, like – But he's, he's reasonable and, and, uh, and intelligent and – wants to know the facts of things so he's obviously very anti-lockdown ireland is is extreme even more so than america i believe yeah but he's not like trump 2020 biden sucks kind of guy probably not but he's obviously more on way more on the right than yeah but i mean he's not like than tim pool you know i'm trying to think of you know who i mean he's not out there like glenn beck or sean hannity or somebody he's not a, a a a disseminator of q propaganda of what Q propaganda, Q tardism. Uh, I heard a thing recently. They say they believe that was a. Uh, oh, it was it was Beck in one of the five minutes I listened to him. Uh, he said uh, there's some evidence now. He didn't cite any that uh, Q was created by Chinese uh, well, and it, the left, China, Russia, whatever. I wouldn't doubt it. It's it has all the trademark trademarks of like a psyop, basically. They're if you if you've seen these, they're called Q drops, and we've talked about this before. But Q supposedly is this deep insider of the swamp or the of the government with Q clearance. Yeah, and what he does, he or she, I guess, does is do these drops in, on Twitter, and there's there these very and I, I've seen them, and they're these like kind of cryptic Nostradamus type type things that were almost like some of them are almost like poetry. So it's all up to interpretation. So then once you get, was a man from Nantucket kind close. of stuff. Okay. And then you get like all these Q aficionados that have channels that are trying to interpret it. And sometimes they're at odds with each other. But, well, what does this mean? Well, let's look at a history. Let's look at a Q drop from 12, 12 weeks ago. Well, this Q drop mentioned such and such. And it's like it's like this rabbit hole they get into of like conspiracy theory stuff. So are you willing to go on record and say that people who listen to Q are nuts? No, not that they're nuts, but I think because there's enough truth in some of the stuff that that that's Q that it's like a smart psyop. It, it doesn't get the nuttiest people, but it gets people that aren't that are willing to believe it. So you would say there's a lot of nuts that listen to Q. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, like some just are real kooks. Possibly. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um, so anyway, there are people getting canceled left and right. Uh, but one thing I saw popped up on uh, Facebook today, which who knows how much longer we'll be on there. We've gotten another strike on Facebook. So um, for posting Fuck for quote for posting quotes from uh, I put a four panel meme up of posting quotes from uh, Ayanna Presley, Nancy Pelosi. 
I think Ilhan Omar and Kamala Harris condoning violence, basically saying, I don't know why there's not rioting in the yeah, streets, violence and rioting and sedition. And, and all it was kind of flagged as out of context. It said, uh, "You almost make it, this. Uh, this meme implies that they are in that they, they are in favor of riots." Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, Kamala Harris started a fund to get people who got arrested for it. You know how you circumvent that kind of censorship from Facebook? You just say, "This is my truth." Yeah, and exactly. then you're fine. Yeah, don't have to claim to be a woman too. Well, and a woman of color helps, like me. Okay. If you're a woman of color and you say this is my truth, that's hands off. They won't fuck with you. That's true. Okay. So, what if I sleep my way to the top? They might even celebrate you at that point. Okay. So I because because otherwise they'd be slut shaming. <laughs> that's true. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow, I'm learning a lot here. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Crow. Um, but I saw an article on there that said. Um, this uh, woman who has a business, and I don't know all the facts of this, there certainly could be more of it, called Patriot Me, which basically sells pro-America t-shirts. And I'm talking t-shirts that have a flag on them or say USA or they have unique designs. I didn't see Does she do like the Gazden flag, the Don't Tread Any flag, I didn't, and the, didn't the Betty, see, Betsy Ross flag? Didn't see that in the article. Okay. So, And this article came from The Blaze, mm-hmm. so certainly they could be omitting stuff like that. Right. Uh, and she says, look, all I do is basically put pictures of the t-shirts up she goes i try not to be political i don't she goes but i just feel like there's an anti-patriotism thing going now so i don't know all the facts to that but if facebook shut her down man they could be shutting anybody down. well they're who i've been hearing that anything maga trump related is is going to be pretty much banned it's going to be on the on par with the uh a confederate flag so you know you're not you can't find anything that sells confederate flag on amazon uh, you know, decals or T-shirts or anything. Um, you know, Walmart, all these stores won't carry it. Even in the South, they won't. So you have to, I think if they consider MAGA or anything Trump-related like that, they can do the same thing to him and to vendors that sell his stuff. It's disgusting. But the American flag? I can see if the, if Amazon, which definitely has a bias, says we don't want uh, MAGA stuff on there. I don't know why they would do that, but if... I'm suspecting it's not just American flag on her on her website. I, well, I just can't. I'm, I'm assuming, and I'm probably. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I, I take this bet against myself. Take the. If I had, it. if there, if I had an alternate me there that would take the bet against me, I would bet against that alternate. Wow, this is getting confusing. I don't know which me. It's this is getting kind of confusing. This is like now. when you got a doppelganger that says, "No, it's not me. It's him." Well, the black disabled um, lesbian me. Here, let me just toxically male how about, me. How about we do this? How about we just say. You're going to assume that there's way more to the story. Yes, that she's got gazing flags, that she's got sayings like, you know, fucking don't tread on me, bitch. One of, some of those T-shirts or something like Trump is your president. Uh, fuck your feelings. You know, I bet there's a lot of that on there, which I'm, is which is fine. There should be. I mean, I don't know. But anyway, she got a notice from Facebook that said, you know, something about your advertising violates our um, advertisers code of conduct or whatever. And she emailed back and said, like, well, what? No, you're not going to get They sent her the entire terms again. Yeah. You're not going to get any kind of response that that makes any sense. Yeah. And so she said it shut off, like, she says 94% of her business, which is oddly specific. But um, even the the company she had, you know, doing her website and everything, they contacted Facebook. Nothing. Couldn't get in touch with a person or anything. Well, she's lucky they didn't um, get... get, um She's not big enough to be noticed because it seems like when that happens with, with one company doing that, then they all kind of jump in. And then it's not just the uh, just the uh, 
processors, then it's or it's not just the uh, the biz, the ones that promote your business or or allow your business to function. It's then all of a sudden the payment processors are coming after you or shutting your shit down. And then not only are they shutting your business down, then they shut down your personal accounts too. That happens. Uh, there's a, uh, Lana, uh, Lana Loctif and Henrik Palm, Palmgren. They have a website called red ice. That first, that first gal sounds like, like, uh, uh, um, white supremacist. No, it's the, uh, <laughs> the Mike Myers movie, Austin Powers. Sounds like an Austin Powers oh. character. Well, they're, they're, uh, he's Swedish. She's American. They were on YouTube for a long time and they were national. Is she American or she American? American. Well, they're nationalists. Okay. And specifically, probably white nationalists, but they're not like rabid racists or anything. It's just like, I guess that's what you label them, though. Uh, European nationalists, I guess. Swedish nationalists. You know, like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, uh, they're. So KKK members. Yeah, they're, they're, they're raging racists, according to, you know, people on the left. But, anyways, they've been, they were targeted because they were influential and they had a lot of business. And you, once YouTube shut them down, it was all over every other site that that wasn't um you know um didn't bill itself as like a protecting the right, right or whatever they shut them down and not only did like youtube and all the social media twitter all of them come after them then all of a sudden they're payment processors so they were you know, so soliciting people to pay for memberships on their website and they were using paypal that got shut down they were using um other currency other ways to do it they've got like bit shoot and stuff like that too or not BitChute, I'm sorry. Bitcoin. Um, Bitcoins. Um, Bitcoin. But every everyone that people are familiar with was just saying, nope, nope, nope. And then even MasterCard shut down their ability to um, pro. And there's if you, if you, PayPal and MasterCard, if they decide that they're shutting down your ability to, or their your ability to process money through them, you can't do it. All the other uh, companies kind of go through them. So they MasterCard shut down. Not only for Red Ice, which is their business, it shut down their personal accounts. What? And any money in the account, they said here uh, in a certain number of days, you'll get that money like sent to you as a check or something. Yeah. So they their ability to even use those personally, they couldn't use those accounts anymore. Well, I I have to admit, I have I've completely changed my mind on this stuff. I used to think, well, you know, it's it's a private company; they can decide what they want want to do now i'm talking specifically the social media stuff not the payment processors because i think they kind of have a monopoly you know um i understand that american express and even discover can they're outside of the visa mastercard stuff but i mean it, it makes it almost impossible yeah and they they're like with uh lana and henrik they're basically trying to destroy them i mean that's not just trying to limit reach or 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 you know it's it's actually trying to destroy their ability to function in society and, and make a living, trying to make them basically dependent on the government, like go on welfare because they can't make a living. That's what yeah. they're trying to do. Yeah. It's disgusting. Well. And, then, and you don't think that's going to create. Um, well, I want to get to that. Yeah, that's going to create a lot of people going nuts. Yeah, I want I want to get back to that. But you're getting, getting ahead of me here. So, um, you know, if, if if any of this is true. If this woman who had this site, uh, Patriot Me or Patriotic Me, selling these T-shirts and stuff, if she didn't have any of those things on there, what's disturbing to me is, you know, like Parler being taken down because they say they violated their terms of service. So Parler can't be on there. Donald Trump can't be on Twitter. Um, but the Ayatollah Khomeini can be on there saying 
I mean, the government of Iran could be on Twitter saying yeah, death, death to, to America, death to Americans. They can offer ransom to kill American soldiers. So I think this stuff's going to get shaken out in the courts, but I think it's going to take years. And in you the know? meantime, you're going to get a lot of people that are just fed up. Yeah. So um, I, I was reading just before we came on that Parler has found another hosting site. Uh, Epic, A-P-I-K, they host uh, Gab. Um, although I heard Gab has their own servers now, too. So yeah. I did hear an interview with the Parler CEO saying, hey, well, it looks like we're going to have to, you know, host our own stuff and start building servers. And But then he said the scary part was that their, their sponsors bailed on. And he says these are people who told him privately, yeah, we're with you. And then one day they just kind of disappear. Well, I heard even Parler's legal team quit because they were worried about the backlash. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's one thing that's been happening to Trump since even before he was elected was it wasn't even just going after Trump. It was going after anybody associated with Trump and making life so difficult for them that anybody else goes, oh, shit, I don't want to be a target of this. And so, I mean, it's they, they they're they're really good at just, you know, it's not it's not, they just don't give up. Well. Let's not worry when it comes to lawyers. Let's worry about everything else because there's always going to be a lawyer who's willing to be disliked to take all this yeah. stuff on. There's going to be. And then you got Lynn Wood going crazy. Uh, Lynn Wood's nuts. But you're going to have lawyers come out now who go, look, we'll just represent just right wing people who want to go after the government yeah. and they'll make a fortune. But I hope so. What I worry about. Oh, yeah. Law works that way all the time. I mean, you get the. You get the ambulance chaser ones who have the worst reputations ever. All the other attorneys hate them. They're like they're the they're the worst example. They defend murderers and thugs, but they get tons of business. So you'll you'll see that here. What I'd love to see is like, I mean, Elon Musk was just found out he's he's the richest man in the world now, like two point nine or, or no two hundred and nine or two hundred and six billion dollars is net worth. He's becoming more and more red pilled all the time. I'd love to see him go. I'm building a huge server farm. Come on over. Yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It wouldn't be hard to see him do it. But uh, uh, there's a Chinese billionaire, tech billionaire, Jack Ma, that one that disappeared. Yeah, yeah. He started questioning the uh, global banking and all that. He started like openly expressing how like this is an old antiquated system. It's not. It shouldn't be like this anymore. We need to have fresh this, that, and the other. Boom, gone. They disappeared him. He's just on vacation. Okay. Yeah. So the, even a guy like that, I think even Elon Musk could be disappeared. He went, uh, Jack Ma went on a polar bear wrestling spree mm. in the uh, in the Arctic, you know. But he's a, still alive. Uh, he, yeah, he'll be back. Okay. It's just it's an Inuit ritual where they wrestle polar bears naked and slathered in steak. Oh, you know. Okay. So sounds really safe. Yeah, it's uh, it well, it's because there's no polar bears anymore, right? Because yeah. uh, they said we were going to kill them all with global warming. Okay. Yeah, trust me, Jack Ma will be back. I heard he was just uh, like mud wrestling in a pig farm. <laughs> Unconscious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So all of these sites are being shut down. But what, again, as a capitalist, you know, you look at all of those tech stocks this morning and yesterday morning, they're tanking. I mean, Twitter's down 5 to 10%. It's happened before, though. I, I understand that. And look, Jeff Bezos isn't going to go broke mm-hmm. if people stop using – if 20% of the population stops using Amazon. That's that's not going to kill him. But it is going to drive the price down, and th- they are going to feel some impact from that. But I 
I mean, Twitter, Facebook, they've never made money. You know, they're basically, it's based on a valuation that they, so they're not getting paid from these and they can't, they can't see it continue to drop. What I understand is Facebook, they, they tell you the reason Facebook's free, all these social media apps are free is because you're the product. Mm-hmm. Right. And they go, okay, if you're the product and it's just worth so much money for these companies to, to track you and, and find out what ads to target you with and all that. So someone's making money off that. Obviously, these companies are making money or or they're spending money to get that information from Facebook. So Facebook's got to be making money, right? Well, no. And I'm going to way oversimplify this. But so Facebook gets a valuation. So they say however however much stock it has and what it's worth when it's initially offered and people start buying and selling it and all that. So when Mark Zuckerberg, if he's got a million shares of Facebook, and it's probably more than there is, but if he owns a million shares of Facebook and they all go up a dollar in value, he makes a million dollars, you know. So but that's he all it's based on? He though? doesn't actually have the money. Okay, so all these companies that are getting that information about us, about the users, they are not getting that for free, right? Right. So, so how does that money get transferred? Because people, Who does it get transferred to? People pay Facebook to advertise. Okay. But that doesn't mean that Facebook's revenues are more than its its in uh, its expenses. But they're not just paying Facebook to advertise. They also have to pay to get more information, don't they? I mean, it's not just say, hey, I'm just going to. I don't know about that. I really well, don't I'm know. I'm sure they're very secretive about that kind of stuff. I don't know if they're even secretive. I mean, I think you can pay for you know, extra levels of stuff. I mean, look, I can boost posts for bread and circuses if I want. You know, that's money that goes right to Facebook. But Facebook might have, you know, a uh, billion dollars in advertising revenue and $2 billion of expenses and still be valued at, you know, however much a share. And so when Mark Zuckerberg builds a big house or whatever, he's borrowing that money against his stock value. That's why if Facebook goes broke... And it should. He doesn't have any money. And if you're listening to this, you sh- I'm in the process of trying to get, like, sh- well, I'm shutting down hey, Facebook. Hey, hey, hey. That's I personally a- am shutting down Facebook. Okay, well. The only thing I'm saving or trying to save is some some videos and pictures where I don't remember where I put them personally. So they're on Facebook. So I'm going to download those. You're aware that I, I put stuff for the podcast on Facebook, yeah, aren't you? For how long? <laughs> Until um, they shut us off? No, but like Facebook, uh, Instagram. What's the other one that's Facebook? Um uh, Facebook owned. There's a few of these social media apps that. Uh, oh, Instagram, TikTok, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. Whatever. TikTok's Chinese owned, but anyways. Uh, so they say. If you're on any of these, uh, these are the the most egregious like users of and dis- decimate uh, disseminators of your ID and you know tracking your movements and and the more you find out about what they're doing with it and how they're doing it, it's it's some scary shit. So if you're gonna start, you know, getting trying to be less available to these people. Facebook is one of the first ones to get rid of. And then you got to de-Google your life. And Google's a big problem. I was just looking at videos about de-Googling your phone. It's a process. And you got to, you know, you got to get rid of some stuff that are probably convenient for you. But what's, what's more important nowadays? I think they have a new, all the new phones have built into the system is uh, contact tracing. And that's, you know, because of so-called so because of COVID, um, and you can't turn it off unless you really know what you're doing. So if you have a flip phone, they can't. They don't trace. That's yeah, not that a smartphone. You, you can't. You, yeah, uh, they can. But if, then you also can't text. I don't think. 
Well, I mean, even flip phones can text. Well, when I when I went to get my last phone, I I was like, what does it what does it cost to just not get all of this? You know, just a regular phone. I just need one for answering calls. Because look, I've got a couple games on my phone, and I play them, but I play them because they're there. You know, if I didn't have that, I wouldn't be doing it. And they said you can get one of those flip phones, but you cannot text because you need a data plan to text. Hmm. Okay. And they don't make flip phones with data plans. Now, I don't know that because my son has a flip phone and he seems to be able to text yeah, on My own. old flip phone had, you could text, but it was one of those where the three number three letters were on each number. So it was like super, that's the old school tedious. That's why it took so long for me to get into texting because it was like, I was old school. It was like the keypad numbers were like three letters. You had to hit it three times to get the third letter. Mm-hmm. And so texting was tedious. And then you realize, well, when you have an actual keyboard, it's actually See, easy. for me, when I did it, I just used the first letter all the time. So all my texts had to be spelled with the first letter. Okay. You know. Do you have to really think about that to take you all to plan those out? No, not really. I just said there were abbreviations for stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm I'm looking into it. Uh, de googling. You can uh, do it yourself, I guess. But it, uh, there's a chance you can break your phone, which means make it inoperable uh, if you do it wrong. Also, you can buy de googled phones, or you can send your phone to certain guys, uh, certain companies to do de Google. And basically, what it does is it gets rid of the Google Store and all the apps, and puts an open source. Um, apps on there that function pretty much like all the other ones but they're not they're not sending um, information back and forth to the google servers and you're not getting triangulated left and right are when you send these phones in to de-google them is it uh is it a company like giggle or amazon no it's like a or? it's like a russian company yeah <laughs> so i yeah, mean which translates to we're not uh, facebook america is not uh nsa cia all the three-letter agencies aren't tracking you but russia is Oh, okay. Which is fine, because what are they going to do? Yeah, I know. You know? Poison you with some tea, <laughs> some plutonium. <laughs> yeah. Should be an awful way but, to go. I'm but. thinking about it. I, I want to do it. The only thing that keeps me on using Google, and I don't use Google Drive, pisses me off, because they're like, oh, you're out of space in Google Drive, so it's automatically uploading all your videos and shit that you didn't, didn't think you authorized, but mm-hmm. of course you did. And you're like, well, I didn't even fucking authorize this. And my, uh, your three gigabytes are full. Do you want to pay for more data? I'm like, fuck you. But then they keep alerting you and you're like, I don't, oh. and then you don't have the time to sit there and get rid of it. I always just say, remind me. Yeah. Like, get back to me later. But I did buy a hard drive, an external hard drive. I've downloaded a bunch of stuff off videos and pictures I want to keep so that when I decide to do it, I'm, I'm just going to be like, you know what? If I lose out or miss out some shit, so what? I won't even notice it. Just delete, delete, delete. Yeah. And uh, that's what I'm, you're just going to have to do that. How how much hard drive do you need for all those dick pics you take? Mm, I don't know if a terabyte's going to do it. <laughs> oh, I got a lot of dick to take a pic of. <laughs> <laughs> you leaned into that one. Um, yeah, I. But getting back to the strictly capitalist point of view here, let's just say every one of these companies—Facebook, Amazon, all that—takes a five percent hit off of this. I mean, it's it's still money. You know, but we've we've come to find out that a lot of these companies, they aren't functioning like you'd expect a company that wants to make money. A lot of times their their wokeness is interfering with their their um, not ability to make money, but their potential to make more money. And they don't seem to fucking care. Well, Amazon cannot care because Amazon's always going to be there. Mm -hmm. I think if Amazon just was servicing half the planet, they'd be fine. There's plenty of money there. Twitter. There's only like 5% of the population on Twitter. Some dumb number like that. It's like 10% or something yeah. because there's so many dummy accounts and everything. 
I mean, Twitter could disappear like MySpace pretty fast. And if you get enough people who are upset with Facebook, I would think you could make Facebook not necessarily disappear, but just make it pretty small. Now, isn't MySpace actually still around? Like I, bu- you- I believe it is. Okay. I saw a meme today of, uh, you know, when you join MySpace. I never did, but I knew the story. If you join MySpace, the first friend you got was that guy Tom or whatever. Oh, I didn't know that. It was a picture of him, like from his MySpace mm-hmm. picture. And it said, said uh, I won't. I won't read your data and else, but no, you just had to go join Facebook. Well, that's didn't what you? I find interesting. It's like, okay, if that company or that product is still there, maybe minimally functional, don't you think maybe somebody could buy it and go, hey, you know, get some server farms and, and build it up and go, hey, remember MySpace? I think MySpace. Like nostalgia? I think MySpace is to the internet what Nickelback is to music. Everybody just goes, ooh. But I think you could repurpose it and get people to go, hey, alternative, remember MySpace? Nostalgia, 80s, and give it like the 80s vibe. <laughs> you could just have one that's seriously my fucking space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you look back to when that started, I mean, social media wasn't anything like it is now. So, yeah. I mean, Facebook was just a couple drunk. And MySpace sounds kids. better than Facebook. What a dumb fucking name for a social media uh I app, know my or Facebook. MySpace well, sounds better, at least. If you know what Facebook was when it first started, it was basically just a for schools. Yeah, it was kind of almost a um, an underground Message kind board. of hookup map, yeah. you know. So, but I I think these companies are going to pay for this in ways they weren't expecting. It's it's not going to bankrupt them, but I do think it's going to leave room for somebody else to. Come I in just there. think there's so much collusion between the like the Democrat Party and the leftists and the Soros types with these companies right now that I think they're I think the pure capitalism is not happening with these things. I think they've got ulterior things going on that's going to keep them going, keep them afloat. I don't think pure capitalism has been happening for a hundred years. So. But I mean, capitalism still. I mean, look, let's face it. Capitalism—it's what's making some of these companies bow to the pressure, because they're saying, "I just don't want to take the beating from, you know, people on social media." I think people think that Twitter is way more people than it is, you know, and it's the outrage mob that is the loudest. And I don't know. I heard I heard Tim Pool talking about. The, he goes, "No Republicans ever going to win again because they're just going to be called a Nazi." Well, that happened once before. And we had the Tea Party. So it's possible. But it's amped up and nothing was fixed from what happened with the Tea Party. It just kind of simmered a bit and then it blew up even worse. So nothing, none of this stuff's getting fixed. It has to get fixed. I, I agree. But I think last time Washington got a hold of the Tea Party, you know. Well, like I've said this multiple times, but when, once I found out that the, the head of the IRS, which is Lois Lerner. Yep. Um, and they found out for a fact that she had directed her people to target Anything Tea Party, anything. I'm, I'm sorry, independent fact checkers have found that to be not true. What? Don't get. Oh my god, dude. It's it's a fact. She and it's an admitted fact. They all know that that's what happened. She was she was targeting. She had her people target uh, anything Tea Party related, and they were trying to shut down the conversation by harassing them and making them so that they were afraid to you know become 501ccs and all that. They weren't going after left. Maybe one left site for every thousand right winning site. So they found out, yeah, that's what happened. So what what happened to her? Did she get jail time or any kind of – did she get fired? I can't – Independent oh, fact checkers have found this was taken out of context. She retired and basically got a golden parachute. Yeah. That was that was the – extent. and once I saw that, I'm like, then there's no consequences for any of this. What Hillary is a good example of it too. What bothered me about that um, – and they did go after some left sites but not many. 
it was like it wasn't one versus a thousand, but it was some ridiculous number like mm-hmm. that. It was just it was like when Facebook banned a bunch of people and threw Louis Farrakhan in there too. Yeah. I mean that was like see yeah, yeah. see we got the lefties too. Um, but uh, lo- I liked uh, Trey Gowdy's point of view that Lois Lerner said I didn't do anything wrong and I plead the fifth. And he's like, no, you don't get to do that. That's you. Yeah, you, you just, just made a statement. You just testified. About your guilt, yeah. You know, but it didn't lead anywhere, though. I know, but there was who, no consequences. But for who her. was the attorney general at the time? Eric Holder. He wasn't going to prosecute him. Yeah. He just wasn't going to do it. So I do think there's going to be. Well, at least the Biden administration is going to have a lot of uh, tech people in it from Silicon Valley. So God. you know, things will be different then. My God. Yeah. I do think you know we talk about people sort of being cornered. And, you know, Larry Correa pointed this out. He said, look, like it or not, the public square is now Facebook. Social media. Or no, social media. Yeah. Um, he said, and all the other places, the churches, the bars, and all that that we gathered, we can't now. You know, now that's some states, but still, they made it more difficult. He said, so, you know, we can't talk there. You've isolated us and all that. Now uh, you're taking away what we believe is our voice. Uh, he said, believe it or not, about half the country thinks there was shenanigans in the uh, in the election. Now, that doesn't mean that. So I'm on the fence of I don't know if the election was stolen. Like, I don't know if there was enough to swing it. I think there certainly could be. But I'm not going to deny for a second. I believe there was total shenanigans going on. there. Yeah, it was multiple. It wasn't just the uh, one type of fraud. It was also collusion between the media, which I think is a, a form of fraud. Right. Um, big tech collusion. I mean, it wasn't just ballot stuffing or harvesting or coming up with suitcases full of ballots that, I mean, that alone probably wouldn't have done it. But I think the the massive kind of disinformation, misinformation and collusion between um, media and tech did did get more people out to vote against Trump. And and that in, in, its, in and of itself is fraud, fraudulent. That's That should not be allowed. Well, the parts of this that disturb me, uh, and I don't want to get into a big, huge election thing here, but the, like in Wisconsin, when they could collect the ballots ahead of time, mm-hmm. like they just had the big democracy in the park things. And that's really where the Trump legal team screwed up. They should have gone after that stuff right then. Yeah, there's legally. no there's no cha- chain of um, Cust- custody for yeah, those. They didn't, they didn't do it. that. Yeah. And they just, they thought, and this is part of Trump's arrogance, it plays in. He just thought he was going to win. He didn't. They didn't do that stuff. Well, I mean, you can understand from what happened with Hillary yeah. and how popular he be- he became more popular than when he was elected against Hillary. I agree. More people that were fervently anti-Trump became Trump openly, like Beck, mm-hmm. Glenn Beck, and and they had huge audiences. He d- demonstrably has had more support than than in 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 twenty twenty than in twenty sixteen. Yeah, I agree. And they're trying to tell me that – and they're trying to tell us that Biden had had more people enthusiastic about him than Hillary. Yeah, I, I don't no. believe that. But again, my, my point was where they should have attacked this was before the election when they were collecting those ballots ahead of time. They would have had a better leg to stand yeah. on. Um, and then the other part that – you know, is with all, the reason I think that they had – the stoppage of votes in so many places. I don't think this was a coordinated effort with all the different states. Like, I don't think the Democrat Party of Arizona and Pennsylvania and Wisconsin and Georgia all got together. I think they were doing this like saying, hey, this is how we're going to win our state. Because I think if it had been fully coordinated, you it would have been way more seamless than it looked. 
But I definitely agree with you that the media just covered covered any of those stories. I think there was coordination amongst between the states by same by you know Soros style organizations that had people implanted in a lot of these different states that were trying maybe to to some degree or another maybe they weren't high up but they were there they were planted there and they were working the same kind of scheme. So yeah, that's why I just you see don't think the they did a good stuff happening, but they weren't coordinated enough to make right. it smooth. Right, exactly. They can be though. They all they all knew that they were going to cheat. Mm-hmm. They just didn't know how. And then when Trump came They're in, too many with chefs a, basically is what happened. Yeah, that's really what happened. They all kind of panicked. But um, but I think so. Like it or not, half of the country statistically believes that even if it wasn't even if it wasn't swayed to Biden that there was cheating. So you got half the country that uh, feels like their voice is taken away, that their vote doesn't count. Now they're being called, you know, um, even worse names than they were before. You're getting people putting a, put on no-fly lists for reasons they don't understand. Well, not only, not only are they – they've been called racist and misogynist, that kind of stuff before. Okay, we get that. But now they're saying even big, big names like Pelosi are saying, not only that, you, you people are treasonous. You guys – we can put you in prison for years for this, you know, if you're, if yeah. you could, and, and now they're not even just talking about like calling us names and making it hard to get jobs. They're talking about fucking destroying our lives, like by taking us out of society. Well, like it, uh, they say in 1984, depersoning. Yeah. And this is a step above that though, because they're, they're becoming full on China. They're like, they're like, you know, we're going to, if we can't deperson you, we're going to lock you up. So what happens, let's just say, you know, you're a dog lover, Right. Uh, so you get a dog, bring it home from the pound so what or whatever. Are you insinuating? I'm not insinuating anything yet. I didn't have say. My, have you seen my tabs? I didn't say computer? dog lover. Okay. Oh, dogs are good boys. Wolf.com. And good girls. Um, anyway, so you take a dog, bring it home from the pound or rescue or whatever. And the only reason I say that is because you're not starting with a puppy and you bring this dog home and, uh, everything you do to it backs it into a corner you yell at it every once in a while you hit it you uh don't feed it that much you don't give it any any sort of uh, positive uh, reinforcement yeah, nothing but i mean no no strokes no good boys no nothing what's going to happen to that dog one day it's going to bite you i mean that dog is going to if it doesn't attack you it's going to attack or it's going to have a heart attack and just kill over dead yeah you can't you can't take people and corner them like this and when you're taking away what they believe is their voice and their vote and their ability to make a living. And then threatening the, them by saying, we're going to separate you from your family. You're going to make some very desperate people. Yeah. And this is not a good thing. And again, I'm not talking about this like uh, it's a threat. I'm talking about it like if you don't do it, it's an imminent possibility, maybe even a probability. You got to stop. And there's there's not anything on the left that I've seen other than Biden just saying it. I don't believe he means it. Um, but nobody preaching unity. Everybody is oh, preaching no. separation. And when what you're talking about happening is not what we saw that happened in the Capitol um, during the riot at the Capitol um, in D.C. This is not what we're talking about. That was like that was just silliness, basically. I mean, I'm not going to I'm not trying to say that. Uh, you know, there was, wasn't loss of life, and it wasn't it wasn't serious. But these people did not understand what they were what they were involved in there. Well, look, there were some moments there. Like, there's some video of uh, them pulling a cop out into the crowd, and beating him with flagpoles and stuff like that. I mean, those things are serious. And but but 
we don't even know who really instigated or who right, was involved right. in that. And we're not going to do the thing on the right where they go, oh, it was just Antifa. No. We're not going to do the thing on the left where they say, oh, you know, it's all these. There were agitators from both sides in that crowd. But for the most part, I believe most people got into the Capitol and were like, holy shit, can you believe we got in here? Yeah. It, it, and they're it, just they, running around like crazy tourists. It was it was opportunism um, abetted by probably having some instigators that were not pro-MAGA, pro-Trump people that just wanted to get some shit you know, started. That's fine, but these people shouldn't have, should have been smarter than to follow that lead. But then also you had the fact that there were no significant uh, law enforcement people um, there to, to push back at first. Because and, the and, mayor of D.C. told them right. not to. And there were even instances, I've seen these on videos, where you see police officers or law enforcement people pulling back barricades and waving. Did you see this video? Yeah. Pulling back barricades and waving the crowd in towards the building. I'm like, now there might be a perfectly reasonable explanation for that, but... But some people in a crowd like that, in a, in a mob like that, you know, it's it's like it's insightful. It's ins- insightful, inciting to do that. Well, but so let me paint a picture from the other side. Of it. Those cops don't have riot gear. Yeah. They don't have any backup. They don't have things to defend well, the story themselves. I've heard is that some hero cop, quote unquote, hero cop or hero law enforcement um, redirected crowds to kind of like keep them from getting into like the actual chambers. I I did see that one guy and it was actually a pretty smooth move on his part because they were chasing him up the stairs. Kind of he's backing up. He's got his baton out or something. He looks and he sees that the chamber door is open and he goes the other direction and the crowd kind of followed him. So they didn't go right into the Senate chambers. But um, I, there's a whole lot of chaos and confusion. There's going to be people that um, are along for the ride. There's going to be people – there was videos you see of these idiots smashing windows and then people in the crowd going, that's Antifa, that's Antifa, and then having other MAGA supporters or Trump supporters grabbing these guys and wrestling them down. So you know there are people that are in these crowds that, that aren't there to support Trump. Right. But, but that doesn't excuse the ones that got suckered into being part of a mob. But, but it's that- very easy to do that. So people on the left that know the tactics – of inciting violence, inciting and, and, and uh, um, getting a mob, that mob mentality to work in your favor. They were there and they were doing that. But I certainly think there were probably Trump people in there who were happy to get inside and cause damage too. Cute people. But this whole thing about... Um, the woman that got shot, sorry to interrupt, but the, the woman that was shot, the Air Force veteran, she was um, very much into Q. Yeah. And she wasn't there to hurt anybody as far as I can tell. She didn't have a weapon with her. But she was very adamant that she was going to have the message, you know, they, no, the Patriots are going to win this. And she was – so she was, like, like wrapped up in it. She was very much worked up, and she got involved in something she shouldn't have gotten involved in. And she – that mob mentality kicked in, and she's like, let's, let's do this. And she got shot. She got killed for it. Well, and, you know, it's that phrase, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. You can't. You can't go smashing through windows and trying to climb through doors in there when there's armed cops in there. On the other, on the other hand, we have instances like in Minneapolis where the third precinct was just given up. Oh God, yeah. So you've got these instances that have happened just recently mm-hmm. where you see the mob gets its way mm-hmm. and there's no consequences. So you go, well, they got their way. We can do this too. Yeah. So I mean, if you're not fomenting it that way, you're fomenting the other ways. There's there's ways to get these crowds and there's you know there's people on the left that. You know, that aren't dumb people that understand this was a prime opportunity to to make something happen, to, to, to look bad, to to work against Trump. And it was too easy, I think, because these people should have known better. 
Trump yeah, supporters. Should have. And if they were going to uh, do a siege, have a fucking plan. Yeah. They didn't have a plan. It was obvious. It was just like, oh, we're in. Shit. Well, let's just uh, put her kick, kick her feet up on the desk. Let's uh, steal Pelosi's lap book or uh, laptop. Laptop. Um, I sound like such a boomer sometimes. Well, did you see? Um, I can't remember when it was. It, it I think it happened in Russia um, 10, 15 years ago. There were some Russian terrorists who took over a church or something. Yeah. And those guys knew they were going to die in there. Yeah. They and, had a plan. Well, I think it was a school. Okay, whatever. And they. They these, wired a bunch of right. Yeah. These people were not those kinds no, of people. These people were taking selfies. They they had yeah. most of them had their faces exposed the whole time. Guy who puts his feet up on the desk in Pelosi's office is an idiot, but he's not. He's not some sort of so revolution. I want to find out what happens. There was a guy that got interviewed that was right next to, him. and I'm sorry, I forgot her name. Actually, the uh, woman that got shot, the Air Force veteran. Um, okay, but he was right there when it happened. And he could tell he was kind of shell-shocked afterwards. So kind of a doughy-looking dude. And he was outside, and somebody was interviewing him. They're like, what happened? He goes, yeah, I just was there. And, you know, she, you know, we were rushing the, the, the door. And next thing you know, she got shot. And at first she said, hey, it's cool. I'm okay. Something like that. And then she just, you know, started spitting blood. And he was, like, shocked. And I'm like, dude, you're admitting you were there when it happened. You're showing your face. You're going to be prosecuted for, yeah. for this. But his mindset wasn't, we're going to lay siege and we're going to kill all these fuckers, tar and feather, right. and execute them. His mindset wasn't sedition. Right. And they're saying, well, there were people that had, you know, zip ties and face masks. I don't doubt that there were those people in the crowd. Yeah. I don't doubt that there were some of those on the left. I don't doubt that there were some on the right. But this was not a, we're going to rush the Capitol and do it, do what we want to do. And somebody started chanting, hang Pence, so they were going to do it. So now uh, this dipshit governor of ours in Minnesota uh tim walls is like uh trump incited them to hang pence and this is the stuff i can't stand these leaps that they take if you i believe it was stupid of trump to say march on the capitol but listening to his speech i didn't see anything about hey kick down the doors no i i just don't see it but then because some people got stupid and said hang pence they're saying that walls said Wells is saying that Trump told them to go hang Mike Pence. Well, I wasn't. Ha- it's stupid. No honest, serious yep. person can believe that. And I even wasn't happy with Trump's one-minute Twitter video response in the midst of the rioting. I wasn't happy with his wording. Of well, that, and he let he let Biden beat him to it. He should. That have was done bad that. too. But he, instead of having a prepared statement, you could tell he was speaking off the cuff, and that's not good in that situation. He right. he could have had a very short prepared statement for that. Uh, you know, there's just too much that can be misinterpreted, or you can miss because he misspoke a couple times. Even like obviously misspoke. Like he said, our 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 support our men and women of law enforcement and our law. He said some weird phrase that was you could tell it, it came out wrong. But you know, you know what he meant. But the same thing is he goes, this election was stolen. We all believe this. He said that in that speech, in that one minute speech where he's telling people, hey, go in peace. And, and you know, it's time to it's time to leave now. But the fact that he even brought up that everybody knows that he that he believes that and that his followers believe that the election was stolen. That's why they're there. You didn't have to bring that up because that's enough for the left to go. That's a dog whistle. Yeah. And and, and I, I get it because it wasn't. But it's just his inelegance sometimes. I mean, obviously, that's an asset for him a lot of times because he sounds like one of the people and we're tired of people that have all these like really wishy-washy prepared statements. But at that moment, it would have been simple to have a nice prepared statement. Well, I saw a um, I saw a speech by Dan Crenshaw that as much as I like Dan, I started to I wanted to at the beginning not like him because of it. And by the end of it, it made some sense to me. 
And he was he was all fired up and mad at Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley and all that. And I thought, oh, come on. And then he said, look, these people were lied to. He said, it wasn't the standing up and objecting to it. It was making people think that something was going to come of that. He goes, this was never going to be overturned. You didn't have the votes for it. Even if you did, it's unconstitutional. Now, that's his opinion. But his point, I think, was good in that this wasn't going to happen the way Trump sort of kept implying it would. And he said, on top of that, I think this cost us Georgia because everybody was like, stolen election, stolen election, instead of just, hey, we got to win Georgia. Uh, And I know there was some of that messaging out there on both sides of that. But Crenshaw's point was, once you lost, even though we know they cheated, you got to just realize you lost. Well, and then they were keep keep giving hope and i and i fell into this where i even i being as cynical as i am and you know saying i'm not you know i'm not expecting this to to, or trump to pull this off there are multiple times where you hear people and you go okay there's a chance you get that little glimmer of hope and then you get it dashed another little glimmer of hope even though i'm not susceptible to that all that much i know you still can't help it as a human being and to have that keep happening it's going to create a lot of resentment and people that are more you know emotionally charged that kind of stuff, like you said, it's like beating a dog over and over again. Pretty soon they're like, fuck you. You, you. They took it away from us multiple times. They don't even think about the fact that the cheating or whatever fraud took the election. Now every step of the way, you've got the Supreme Court, you've got the Congress, you've got all these stuff working to keep keep him from, from, from turning this around or winning it and giving people hope like that and just dashing it, dashing it, dashing it. You're creating so much rage that would have actually been tapering off by now. After the after the election right. and fraud, we go okay. We know it was fraud. There's not much we can do about it now. We got to we got to look forward. No, 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 we can fix this. We can fix this. We can fix this. And, and people are just getting more and more fucking desperate. Well, I mean, look at it like and well, and to that point, I think Trump was piling on. The media was piling on. And can't just blame kept, him for it though. I I can't blame him for it. But there there's a point where you have to stop. There's a point where you got to be like, look, I lost. And the analogy I would use would be like a. Uh, an MMA fight. Maybe the guy beat you because he kicked you in the balls or poked you in the eye or whatever, and the official didn't see it, and you lost. You can't keep saying, well, that fight's going to get overturned. It's gonna get... There's a point where you realize you lost. Yeah, The other forward. guy cheated. You got to get ready for the next one. Yeah. And we didn't get ready for the next one. Yeah, the string... If we felt string, strung along. Yeah. And especially with people like, you know, Sidney Powell... Yeah. And uh, and Linwood and the whole Kraken and all this. There was shit. no fucking Kraken. And uh, it, it om- and Linwood is a perfect example of someone who bought into the Q shit. Yeah, he's nuts. Yeah. And that's what it turns into. It turns into like a joke. And and but it's not a funny joke. It's a it's a dangerous joke. See, we need fewer people like Linwood and Sidney Powell and more people like uh, Trey Gowdy, you know, but I think he doesn't want anything to do with politics in Washington anymore, which is sad. Yeah. But we we need more reasoned voices. At the same time, we got to get rid of the fucking Mitt. We Romneys. need fighters. I know the, the problem Romneys is problem is go. you can you can say that that's the problem. You can say we need more reasoned voices, but then we also need fighters. And sometimes it's a, a, a happy medium of the two, like a, a good balance of a person that's a fighter and reasonable. That's almost impossible to find. Well, Crenshaw was saying, he goes, we need more young, um, assertive politicians. He goes, we need the the younger version of, 
you know, the, the Democratic version of John Ossoff, you know, the or the Beto O'Rourke types. We need those younger. Uh, who's it? The Caulfield guy, the guy in the wheelchair. Mm-hmm. We need more people like yeah. that. Well, and that's we've talked about this before, but I instead of term limits, I think there needs to be an age limit. Yeah, that and, too. and I'm getting older, so I'm I'm precluding people my age. I'm not. I guess I'm right in the prime area of age-wise that uh, people would be in politics because they'd have. Their... Yeah, the funny thing is, you're about the age where they'd be starting. Yeah, but you know, we do need age limits. I I, I think there should be a mandatory government like office retirement age. I still think I think there should be term limits. We have a term limit on a president. Why? Why can't we have it on I, the other? Because I think some some offices and some functions in the government benefit from having someone in there that knows what they're doing, that has kind of. The chaos of learning the system and, and bringing in new people sometimes would make things worse in some situations. So I think I don't think that's a straight answer. Term limits, but I do think the age limits is a straight answer. See, I think I think the term limits is a straight answer. You know, Tim Pawlenty, former governor of Minnesota, back when we elect Republicans once in a while, um, he had a point. He said, "You can see the ebb and flow of red versus blue within a state." He goes, "But the blue areas always going to elect blue people." The red areas, always going to elect the red people. There's there's this sort of in-between where it may sway a little bit. Like you may, you know, you have some swing districts. He goes, but you have your strongholds. And those people are the ones who stay around forever. The Nancy Pelosi's who, after a while, it doesn't matter who else gets elected. They're running the show. And if you put term limits on those people, they don't get to put these sort of institutional philosophies in. That no one can fight against. You can hate Nancy Pelosi all you want. You can say she's an evil bitch. I'm not going to disagree with any of that. But she is a master manipulator of Washington politics. Yeah, that's the big downside. But I think. And whether she was 60, 80, or 40, she could do that. The question is if she's been there for 40 years. I think there's obviously there's a lot of downsides and reasons for what you're saying. But I think there is something to be said for stability, too, of having people that are in that office that know how it's work, how it works. And yeah, you're going to get the shitty ones that perpetuate shittiness, but you're not going to have the chaos of like these third world countries where there's constantly people in and out, depending on who's, you know, who's dead or who's, who's let me, let me give you my mic drop moment for this argument. What I am saying is what the founders agreed with in principle. They didn't put term limits on, but they wanted people to come to Washington, serve their time, and then get the hell out. Yeah. And they didn't put term limits in there because they believed that that's what citizen politicians would do. They yeah. never dreamed of it turning into a government job. They also never dreamed that uh, non-landowning people would be voting. Uh, no, they did. Did they? Yeah. Well, they shouldn't have. <laughs> well, and that's another thing. I was talking with my son about this, not to get off on a huge tangent, but if you really read history and what happened, this slave trade, foreign slave trade in the United States ended with the Constitution. There was no foreign slave trade anymore. Yeah. No, there was a slave trade within the country, but they knew, they knew as that soon as that, out. yep, they knew as soon as the Constitution mm-hmm. happened. And Thomas Jefferson says it best. I've quoted this before. He said, slavery is like holding a wolf by the ears. You don't want to do it, but you can't let go. And But there is plenty of documentation of all of those, even the slaveholder ones, who said, this is a way of life that's going to die out. Yeah. They knew it. But what you said about um, the founding fathers thinking that no, no person in politics would want to make that their career, right? Mm-hmm. And they'd want to come from means. They want to come from history and wisdom. 
and bring that to the nation, you know? So they only thought the people being in, involved in politics wouldn't be some fucking crazy Yahoo or some populist. It would be somebody who actually did something with their life and, mm-hmm. and they could afford to step, you know, or put that aside, give, give it to their family or their, their sons and then, you know, do their civic duty. That's what they expected for government. That's not at all what it is anymore. I know. Exactly. And so, but that's why I think if they, if you could go back in time and talk to them, because this is what you envision, this is what's going to happen. Would they go, all right, we've got a fix for that. Or do you think they go, you're fucked? (laughs) (laughs) Cause it's like, who was it? Was it uh, Benjamin Franklin? When they asked him what form of government have you guys come up with? And he goes, a a constitutional uh, republic, if you can keep it. No, he said, congratulations. You've now you've got a republic. If you can keep it. Was that that. Benjamin Franklin? Mm -hmm. And what he meant by that is that, you know, you can't, it's constant fight. You have to constantly fight for it. You can't just go, mm-hmm. Oh, this works. We're, we're good. And if you, if you don't fight for it, you're, you're going to get exactly what you deserve. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you think you're going to get like everything when they say, well, nothing's free. So all these free apps that spy on you and, and whatever, you know, you, you, if you accept that, that's what you get it. You get what you deserve at that point. Right. So the same with the government. If you think the government's going to run without your input, you get what you deserve. Yeah. And the thing is, I want to be, I've, there, I told you it was a year ago, maybe even more, where I said, I want to get more involved in politics. Mm-hmm. And then I realized I'm just not the right person for that, like personality-wise. I don't have the temperament for it. So I got to find other ways to contribute. You know, I can't just say, fuck it, I can't do this. I'm not going to do it. There's got to be something other than voting, because it seems like voting is not going <laughs> to, not doing the trick. But I can't be out there on behalf of a candidate or even as a candidate myself is no way, but you know, on behalf of a candidate speaking for them, because I would do something that would reflect poorly on them because of a temper or whatever, you know, like a, the temperament's not right for it to deal with the public at right. this point. I've had too many bad experiences with assholes in the past and I, and I have no pay. I don't suffer fools gladly anymore. <laughs> and there's a lot of that that you have to do did you? when you're in politics. Ever? You say any more like you ever did, but then I can't just go, fuck it. I'm not doing anything. I got to figure out, well, if you've got money, give money to people, and, and organizations that you think are going to do some good with it. The biggest thing is put your time in and do your research. Yeah. And like the same with charities. Like look, if you're going to give money to charities, it's the same thing with politics. Don't just say, you know, I like the cut of this person's jib. And someone told me that this is a good person. So I'm going to, I'm going to donate to them. No, same with charities. There's certain charities where, you know, most of the money just goes to administrative costs or, or lavish. Uh, <coughs> Red Cross. Yeah. Or you've got uh, the Shriners Children's Hospital where most of it goes completely to the, the, the hospital itself. I think St. Jude's. St. Jude's is another great one. And there's some the animal shelters. ASPCA is not a good one. Yeah. But there's good like local animal yeah, shelters. Yeah, give it to your local yeah. shelter. Yeah. So just just do a little bit of research. Don't have to do all of it, but do enough to, to where you can be comfortable and, and, and give money to organizations that you think and businesses that you think are like the CCA business where you insure yourself if you ever have to use your gun. You know, you look at NRA and you look at the USCCA, which one are you going to give your money to? USCCA, because they actually um, aren't, you know, capitulating and, and they're doing what they say they're going to do. Well, the part that pisses me off is when people say, I don't have time to do all the research and all the politics. You don't have time to not do that. And by the way, it doesn't take much time. Yeah. Spend four or five hours out of your yeah. year if researching everybody, that you, stuff. You, if you're honest and you admit to yourself how much time you waste in your life. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Hours a day. Yeah. But, you know, what I what I think is funny is people will say, I don't have time to research, but I'm going to vote. But then but then they'll say uh, people who have guns have to train with them or they're not allowed to have them because guns are deadly. Well, votes are deadly if yeah. applied wrong. 
And I'm at, uh, well, we can't transfer guns because you motherfuckers are making it impossible to get ammo. <laughs> so we're hoarding our ammo. We're not we're not spending it getting proficient with our weapons. We're going to learn to reload it That now. is actually pissing me off that I'm not able to go out to the range and shoot and get you know keep my proficiency up because I'm afraid well, I can't find the ammo afterwards or it's going to cost me too much. Well, you know, you know what it means, though? Only rich people are going to be good at shooting people. There we go. So, <laughs> you know, it, it's too bad we don't have like a Patreon. We could just tell people, hey, it's uh, we're not going to keep this money. We're just going to spend it on uh, bullets for Crow to train. <laughs> but, you know, one other thing on this, what I do, another point of hypocrisy that I find on the left is, um, you know, I mentioned the gun thing. They'll say, well, all of this stuff happened with, you know, the Capitol where there were no shootings or anything like that, other than the cops shooting that woman, they'll say, well, this is why we have to have gun control. But you'll see people lose their livelihoods on social media, but we can't reform Prop 230. Yeah. Well, it's because they're Nazis and they deserve it. Right. So. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of Nazis, you going to tell your Hitler joke? No. Oh, uh, how did Hitler tie his shoes? Uh-huh. Well, how did he tie his shoelaces? How? The joke. He tied them into little Nazis. Okay. Okay. But um bum But we got to the end of a full episode without bitching about masks. God, you had to bring that. <laughs> well, I'm not going to because everybody knows. Well, I'm going to put mine on now. Okay. <laughs> so but if you want to contact us, it's uh, rooster at brunstrixespodcast.com's email or crow at brunstrixespodcast.com. I was on parlor as crow knows. Rooster was on a parlor on parlor as Rooster BNC, but uh, we'll keep, see how that goes. Keep checking. Yeah, they, they're supposedly going to be back in a week or so. Yeah. So I don't. I don't think parlor is going to go away. Um, you know, I think it's going to be seriously hurt, just like Mines was. But in the meantime, I'll try and get us on Mines. Me, or, we Mines bit shoots. We're gonna bit shoot. We're gonna try to sign up on all of them. Yeah, we'll. Eat, we're even talking about trying to put some uh, YouTube videos out with uh, some little animations. So. See you, bye.